2: Afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Tuesday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors Studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre owned inventory. And it's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com, Great service department and great sales staff as well. And we'll have Neil Coulong today and at 435 as the Steelers got, in my opinion, a statement win to open the season. Not many people picked them. Everybody picked the Bills. Bills were a hot Super Bowl prediction, including me and the King, if you were listening on a Friday. And while the offense had a horrendous first half, all three phases stepped up in the second half, and that is definitely something now the Steelers can build upon as they open up the home schedule against the victorious Raiders from last night on Sunday. T.J. Watt, instant impact after signing the big deal, makes one of the biggest plays of the game. Deontay Johnson, of course, had... The big touchdown catch to got things going. They got they blocked punt for a touchdown, and the Steelers' defense I thought is definitely as advertised at least through one game. Of course, we already mentioned the offensive woes that have to be continue to get a little bit more worked out. But that is a win they can definitely build upon for sure. So we'll talk to Neil about that at 4:35 today. Now, what's interesting is, of course, USC fires their coach late yesterday. Why? It's just odd timing. There's been a lot of things that have been odd with USC, but this, this just adds up to it again is why you now fire your coach two games into the season. I just, I don't understand that. I get it. It was a bad loss to Stanford. But it sounds like they were just waiting for the last straw. And to me, if you're at that point... Just make the change. It was clear he wasn't going to survive that anyway. With that new administration, apparently. So, just make the move before the season. It just is so detrimental to your team. That's just my opinion on that alone. But, now of course, there's a lot of rumors who it might be. I wouldn't be surprised if Urban Meyer screwed the Jaguars and picked up his bags and went west. But... Sounds like... USC has a couple different candidates in mind... Including... uh, Bob Stoops... But also, I guess, James Franklin... Name continues to be... Circled around... And he addressed that today... We'll play that in a little bit... But... Here's why... I think James Franklin's here to stay... Because really especially now with the way things are changing in college football so fast, why would you want to go to the Pac-12 if you're James Franklin? That's a conference that continues to struggle, especially in football. You're going to a program that's in just shambles. It's been the last couple of seasons, and you're in, the Big Ten has been in great shape as far as this whole alignment situation goes. And of course, you would been in a program that's, I think, going in the right direction now. When it comes to it on the field. So I don't think it makes any sense to consider James Franklin. Other than he's just a name that's out there. But it it would make no sense for him to leave. And I don't think he's going to leave. And if he doesn't take this job, there's many saying that he'll be there to stay. And I would 100% agree with that. And I think he is already. And I think you can tell some of that frustration that... My name's going to keep coming up. It's annoying. I'm trying to win ball games here. We have a chance to do something special this year. I don't need this distraction. And that's essentially what he said to the media today. And I think you can even tell that these beat writers covering the team, who we have all the time, know for a f- or have an idea that he probably isn't going anywhere, but they have to ask the question. And that's kind of the predicament that Audrey Snyder from The Athletic, who was the one that asked the question today, it was kind of how she approached it, it seemed like. No, maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's just the kind of the that's just kind of the impression that I got from watching the press conference today with James Franklin.
0: I mean, you should have seen the look on the suit's face when we brought up the possibility of him going to WFAN. <laughs>
3: um <laughs>
2: There you go. I hate
0: this show. (laughs) From Chickalimmy to the voice of the New York Giants. Get the lingerie on the deck. (laughs) Call the janitor.
2: (laughs) I love Kev, but I love love Bob Papa. Just throwing that out there. (laughs) What?
0: Every time a job comes up, his name is mentioned. Every time. Every job. It's a compliment to the job he's done here at Penn State. It's also a compliment to his personality. That's just the way it is. Um, To me, the guy I would zero in on probably is Luke Fickle. Because Mike Bone is the athletic director at USC, and I think if you were to pull Mike Bone aside and ask him, What's the greatest hire you made in your career as an athletic director? He probably would tell you Luke Fickle when he was the AD at
2: Cincinnati. So I'd be the first guy I would look at. And it sounds like he's the front-runner, him and Bob Stoops. They seem to be the the number two guys right now.
0: But, look, it's a compliment to him and the job he's done and the body of work that he has that people would consider him, that, that his name would be mentioned. Uh, it's a compliment to what's happened here at Penn State that his name would be mentioned, and he's absolutely right. It is nothing but a distraction. As I, so, I was asked about it today, and I said to somebody, I said, you know, I said, just so you know, I've got a funny. Let's start with this part. What's the last question he expected to be asked a week ago at the Auburn press conference? The last question he expected a week ago, or in fr- let's even go back to Friday. Let's go back as late as Friday. What's the last question he expected to be asked for the Auburn Tuesday press conference about the USC job? He ex- thinks no people didn't expect Clay Helton to get fired. Um, so it's the last thing he expected. That now goes into the category of distraction. All right. Now, you know, as but as I said to somebody today, what do you think about all this? I said, I said, I got a sneaking suspicion that the person I'm going to do the talk show with Thursday night, let's see, the person I'm going to do the quarterback club with on Wednesday, the person I'm going to do the talk show with Thursday night, the person I'm going to tape the pregame show with, and the person I'm going to interview with Jack Ham in the postgame show it's all going to be the same guy, James Franklin. I said, I, I think he's going to coach the game this week. Speculation is a beautiful thing, isn't it? And you know how I feel very strongly about speculation. Oh, yeah. It has nothing to do with James. It's how I feel about speculation in general. Um, I'm not big on guessing. And I really hate guessing with somebody's livelihood... Especially somebody I know, personally respect, and personally really, really like. I just want the best for them. We have an interesting guest on the show tomorrow. Guy just joined CBS, uh, Adam Schein and CBS, along with Phil Simms and Boomer Esiason on... Uh, nfl monday qb former auburn quarterback jason campbell who yes was the first round choice of the starting quarterback for rogers favorite team washington at one point
2: that is correct
0: he'll be joining us on tomorrow's show you can now put that in the list of whatever it is we do You'll enjoy it. It'll be fun. But we'll have Jason on the show tomorrow. Jason Campbell. We're also expecting at some point before the week is out a call from Doug in Wellsboro because Shikolimi is playing the Doug Bowl this week. What a golden opportunity for Doug to personally meet the suit. (laughs) Oh, my almighty! Thought I'd bring that up. I can't be bothered by people. Sorry, I'm not big on humans. <laughs> Can I talk now? That's one of the greatest lines. That's, a, that's the line of the year. Can I talk now? <laughs> the chief drawing a line in the sand. Can I talk now? I love it. Chief, you're a king. But you know what? <laughs> Talk talk shows and speculation always go together. That's why I've always been the anti-talk show host, because I don't do that stuff. I'm I'm bad at that. I know what people want to talk about. I always know what people want to talk about. But there's just certain areas I refuse to go to. And as I tell people all the time, well, right, you host the show. <laughs> I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> I'm going to do it my way. Well, and if you like it, great. We love having you on board. Let's see. Luke Fickle. Look, I don't talk to anybody. I barely ever talk to my own family during the season. Oh, great. This is a fun guy. It's nothing but Distractions. If people allow it to be, for us, it can't be. And they got Indiana this week, by the way. Cincinnati does. In fact, I think they're going to win the game. For us, it can't be. But I also want to say this is the greatest thing that can happen uh, for us because it's a reflection on what the guys have done on the football field. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be asked about it. Now, you are always insulated when you're in these positions. Luke Fickle is like any other um is like any other coach out there um, when it comes to something like this. Because he can say, quote, I haven't talked to anybody at USC, and he probably hasn't talked to anybody from USC. You want to know why? He has a lawyer and an agent. They talk to you know, they're the ones that do the talking behind the scenes to set things up. And it insulates the person that is on the other end. All right. We'll take a break. Come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay.
1: As you guys know, I can't stand in any form of distraction, so I'll discuss this today with the leadership council, so that we can make sure that all of our energy and uh, our, all of our energy is on our preparation for Auburn, uh, and that's how that's how we'll handle it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to the leadership council today about it.
0: That's James Franklin's answer today. It's interesting. I mean, because he and the suit live parallel lives. I mean, every broadcast opening comes up. The suit's name comes up, right? It, it's in. Now the conversation is a little different. Okay, make sure we don't get that guy. I'm not. S <laughs> U I T. That spells suit. Da. Um. Me surprised? Nobody surprised. Next. Not even gonna think twice about it. Move to the next thing. I know I'm not the I'm not the fun guy. Matt's the fun guy. He's filled with hate and
2: venom and <laughs> he wants people fired and hired and But in this case, as I said before you came on, I agree. And I don't think I don't think he will ever leave. He's here to stay. Right? I really I firmly believe that he is here to stay.
0: Everything happens in, in such a way. Remember, you know, Fumi plays a part in this. The, the you know, Shola and Addy play a part in this. There's a lot that plays a part in it. Okay, and you know, take it one step at a time. Auburn's next. You go through again. It's the last thing anybody expected. It's not like at the end of the season would you expect it? Okay. Okay, at the end of the season, there's always that, you know. But after game two, (laughs) we're talking about the USC opening? Wow. Yeah. All right, we got Brian Tripp today, our sideline reporter on the football network. Final half hour, Neil Kulong today. Jason Campbell tomorrow. High School Roundtable on Thursday. More guests as the week goes along. Should be a lot of fun. And not only that, More on the Doug Bowl. Wellsboro against Shickalim. Doug from Wellsboro. It's your time. Suit versus Doug. Who wins?
1: Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio
0: 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Great new inventory. Best of in new inventory. Maybe pre-owned inventory, fit your budget. Great selection of that all with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Elmels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ryan Tripp, our sideline analyst, still to come on the show today. And also Neil Kulong and the Steelers and their great opening win at Buffalo, the way they rallied in the second half. Talk to Neil about that and more. Uh, Matt wants to talk about job openings, hiring and firing people. Um, <laughs> and, and it's just your style of doing things. You just...
2: I usually live for that stuff, but this is not one of them. Same. Because as I said mm-hmm. before, why would he leave? Why? You're, especially now with the college football alignment saga that continues why would anybody right now in James Franklin's spot want to go from the Big 10 to the Pac 12 just first of all there but on the field Penn State's in much better shape right now than USC he's he's got a very good chance to win
0: well he's the one that made it exactly made why would he leave right that
2: so yeah, that's so. what i'm saying he he is here to stay they've got a, he's not they've going got anywhere
0: run. They've got a recruiting class in 22 that is upper echelon. Absolutely. 2023 is
2: heading the same way. Yeah.
0: And 2023 is another one where I've talked to some people quietly and they like the way it's trending. And uh, so, interesting. Well, we'll see how. how, Take it a step at a time. This week it's Auburn. And go from there.
2: You did miss my snarky remark. Uh, I want I want to be surprised at all if Urban Meyer screws over the Jags and packs his bags to out west and weasels his way out of the NFL.
0: <laughs> it's one game. <laughs> Look, like he doesn't have a good team. I tried to point this out with Trevor Lawrence over and oh, over Oh, I've again. known
2: that, but he, apparently he doesn't think so. Apparently he's been, like, going bananas over preseason losses. Nobody does that.
0: I know. The guy it's, is a it, goof. It makes no sense. You have to have a different mentality. Now, I did not get a chance to talk to Brad Stevens over the weekend. Brad was here um now he runs the Celtics operation, of course, former Celtics head coach. But one of the elements I would have talked, asked him about it, if we had, you know, like I was busy, he was doing stuff with Micah. But something I'd like to talk to Brad Stevens about one of these days is, for him, when you're a butler, for example, like he was, the losses ended up being the, near the end of his tenure, few and far between. How did he handle losing? Because you're talking about in an 82-game schedule. and that's not easy and it's going to be the same thing in the NFL with urban Meyer how do you how do you readjust your goals where the goal yeah sure, is the goal 17 and0 sure of course it is the goal is 17 to0 I got it okay um but there you have to be realistic 11 and six get you in the playoffs it's getting to the tournament now can, you know what seed can you be? can you be a home team? can you have home field all the way through? all these are elements that become goal oriented as time goes along. but pro sports is a different mentality. you have to you have to hate losing, but you have to adapt to losing because everybody loses. Um, Oh, okay, Letterman's Lounge Stadium. Okay. Gotcha. All right. um, the uh, I mean, that's what makes it so difficult. That's what makes it so difficult. Is that you? Uh, the season's so long with so many twists and turns, and the talent is so comparable. Let's take Najee Harris, for example. Najee Harris led the nation last year in yards after contact. Sunday he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he got knocked on his backside time after time after time and was not breaking tackles. Why? This is the National Football League. This is not the SEC any longer. Oh, the SEC is better than... No, No, it's not. Okay? It's not the way it goes. Uh, It's not the way it goes And that's something Urban Meyer Doesn't want to get used to You do not want to get used to losing So let's start with that In any way, shape, or form, you don't But you have to be able To not overreact to it Because of the length of the season Whether he can do that or not I do not know I I I don't know whether he can do that or not. And you don't have as much control as you had in college? And you got professionals looking at you like what? We have a collective bargaining agreement. We can't do that. A lot of issues he has to deal with. I thought, and I'll tell you the first sign to me that this was um, that he wasn't going to have everything his way when he, he said, all right, I'm Urban Meyer, this is the NFL, it's a different realm, I can hire Chris Doyle as the strength and conditioning coach. And to be honest with you, I thought because it was the NFL and it was a different job and a different league and the whole deal and, and older players, that he could probably, quote, get away with it. And he didn't. That should have been the first sign that to him that he doesn't have control over what the situation is. And so he had to release Chris Doyle from the job. That's not what he—that's not what he wanted to do. Now, can you you get—he's got a rookie quarterback with the same offensive line that was a problem last year. And the world thinks that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a star. Trevor Lawrence could be a star. But Peyton Manning wasn't a star's rookie season either. Was Peyton what had what 3 and 13? The Colts were his first year. Some number like that. And Matt of course wants him to go to USC just to be vindictive.
2: <laughs> All I'm saying is he w- doesn't belong in the NFL.
0: I don't know. I don't know if he does or not. I don't know. He's has had a preseason and a game, so I don't know. See, I don't. I don't make these jumps, like some people do. I just don't. I can't do that. It makes no sense to me. It's no body of work.
2: I've just never thought that from the get-go. It had, not, it had nothing to do with what he's done so far with Jacksonville. I just yeah, never. I, mean, I just never thought he had the makeup of an NFL coach.
0: I mean, I'll be honest with you. A lot of people say Nick Saban failed with Miami and the whole thing. Failed in what way? was there two years. Biggest issue we had in Miami is that, you know, they told him uh, physically they could not sign uh, Drew Brees. And that's what set the franchise back. He wanted to sign true Drew Brees and couldn't do it. He spent two years in the NFL. His first year was nine and seven. The last year he was six and ten. All right. So he's fifteen and seventeen in the NFL. Did he fail? I don't know. Did he? Two years? How can you tell he failed? Can't tell. And it's. I mean, the record the first year was fine. Record the second year, yeah. And they lost their last three games to get to what six and nine? Were they were what six and seven? Fact like they they got off to a horrible start that year they were one and six, and then they ended up winning five of their next six games and they got themselves back to within, right, and then they lost their last three. So I uh, you know, but he was a failure, okay. I mean, you know, you, again, you run into narratives, and it's like you, you know, you have to ha- actually have some semblance of depth in your life. To, you know, wait, I mean, what's the last victory? Let me ask some. What's the last victory that Nick Saban had with the Dolphins?
2: Wasn't it his last game?
0: It was not his last game. They lost their last three. His quarterback, by the way, was Joey Harrington, just to let you know that this is how far they had to come right. back. His last victory with the Miami Dolphins was 21 to nothing, shutting out Tom Brady and the Patriots. Patriots only had 189 yards in the game. That was his last game. That was his last win as an NFL coach. It was a 21 nothing shutout of Tom Brady and the Patriots. Again, you, you know you're not going to convince people. Nar- what happens is narratives get set in. Narratives are a lot like like the bully pulpit, where narratives bully you and make everybody think. You got to think this way or not, and, it's, and of course, you know anybody who has any semblance of intelligence to go with conviction, and so forth, again, can think for themselves. Don't buy narratives, okay? Right, you just don't. I mean, if you sit there and buy narratives all day, you're foolish. You're foolish. Take some time, look into something, think about it, think it through. All right, come to your own conclusion along the way, then. Be fearless in your conviction about it. Well, I don't think, I don't care what you think. Okay. You didn't look, I did. So, so next. Now, we don't have enough of that right now. We don't have enough of that. All right. Here's another name that was brought up. Mario Cristobal's name was brought up. He just coached Oregon to a win. Why is he going to move in the conference? I, now I'll say this. USC has a boatload of money. They are a private school. They don't have to reveal to anybody what they're paying anybody. They're not beholden to the state, any of that stuff. They don't have to put out in public records what they're doing. USC is a private school. They are not a public institution. And they have, I remember, I'll give you a story a long time ago. I went to, I was the third announcer at the time. It was the 1990 season. So I go out to the Coliseum to do the game. Mm -hmm. I'm working uh, on the broadcast with Bill Zimfer and George Paterno. So I'm just sitting there getting ready to do the pregame show up in the booth at the Coliseum. And I'm just thumbing through the program, whatever. I'm just killing time, essentially, is what I'm doing. And as I'm going through and I'm... Um, oh, no, my call screen is not working, as a matter of fact. So just so you know, it's not working. So you're going to have to reset it. Um, and I'm looking through, and they're going through what they're... the money they want to raise... Oh my God! I couldn't believe. It. I sat back and went, "Wow! Look at the money they want to raise." Hey, Buzz, how you doing, buddy? How are you today?
3: Oh God, I haven't talked to you for a year. How's it going?
0: It's too long, my friend. It's so wonderful to hear you.
3: <laughs> I saw something interesting uh, on the web last night. I was on the Eagles' uh, webpage, and they were—you know—they had different, you know, video cuts and stuff. And they had this one uh, about. 45 seconds, maybe a minute, of Mike and Merrill's live calls on video, and they, they had video clips of Mike and Merrill in the booth making their calls for of, of, the game, which is wonderful, uh, but I noticed that they had two different interesting pieces of paper sitting in front of them that they were referring to. Then there was a guy off to Mike's right. They would hand him stuff, and then Mike could hand it back. And then the guy on Merrill's left would show him stuff and then take it back. And there was just a lot going on. What think, what's going on there?
0: I'd have to see it because that's not how we do it. So. Oh, okay. Uh, I was wondering. Only, I thought maybe the, you guys right, do only, it. The only the only time I get handed anything is if Roger Corey hands me something to read. In the words, okay. I, I'll have to read. Uh, ah, we, have yeah. peerless, yeah. we, we have a peerless. We have a peerless boilers commercial. I have to read it. Jack has to read. Easy pass. Hmm. Uh, in the pregame show, I have to read the health update. So is exact yeah. verbiage you have to read. Uh these to be spotters? Is,
3: Maybe help them call out uh, who's, who's they made may, the play. They or? may be
0: spotters. They, they may be spotters, but see, I don't have a spotter. Yeah. I mean, literally in our well, in our booth, Buzz. We have four people. We have an engineer, Bob Taylor, Roger Cord is yeah. the producer, and it's Jack and me. We're it. I mean, yeah. we don't have we don't have We don't have statuses.
3: You can you can pick out who's doing what because you can see that good from your vantage point.
0: You're hoping I can.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was really interesting because I hardly ever get to see Merle and Mike. Yeah, no, like you, like you. When when Penn State's on or when the Eagles are on, I listen to you guys and have the TV with the sound turned down. And I mean, I know you're a little early, but what's interesting about that is that you know where to watch when the play comes up because you've already told us what it's Mm going to be.
0: Right. Um, and you know you can w- actually watch us on um, on gopsusports.com on a, an element entitled "Behind the Mic." It's part of the Lion oh, Vision. You, ac- you, you actually can w- you can actually watch the entire broadcast on "Behind the Mic" on on gopsusports.com. So you I can actually that. see, all, and you can see all the interesting action where we look at each other and go. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That? All right. Who's that? Well, it's thank like, you very oh, much. Yeah.
3: Appreciate it.
0: No, Buzz, I'm glad. I hope I, if you if you get a chance to watch it, let me know what you think of it. I'd be really interested to know what you think. Appreciate I'll check it, man. it out. Th- thanks. Thanks so much, Bye-bye. Buzz. All right. Back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay.
1: I think he's in a really good place right now. You know, obviously played uh, rotation. He rotated in 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 the first game, uh, and then played. I think the majority of the second half, and then you know last week played played a much bigger role. Um, you know, right now we have him uh, as our starting left guard, um, but but you know we also think we'll rotate some other guys in there. And I think he's playing well and getting comfortable and getting adjusted to the speed, to the size of the game uh, at this level. And and we've been impressed with him. He's also a guy, as you can imagine, you know, he learns well. He picks up things quickly. I think he's just going to continue to get better week in and week out.
0: You're talking about Eric Wilson, who, by the way, also had not played in two years because the Ivy League last year was canceled. The... um, uh, which is the issue Dave Chakini brought up yesterday. Dave Chakini was talking about, we don't know what to look at when it comes to Penn. Because Penn was in the Ivy League. That's Eric Wilson. He was at Harvard last year. You know, I talked to the suit once about Harvard. I guess he drove past it once. But oh, that's a different story. Okay. Uh, I was on something called Storrow Drive. Is it near it? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Brian trip next half hour.